Hello and welcome to an Andrew Wiggins edition of the Warriors All 82 podcast. Hostile uh, edition here. We got some fans yelling at Steph Curry after a Q&A, post-game Q&A. This is interesting. It was a lively crowd yeah, tonight. There was a brawl. There was a brawl in the stands. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's Lakers-Warriors. Yeah. It's a good Lakers team, which means a confident Lakers crowd. Uh, a drunk, uh, yeah. probably both sides were yes. drunk. Yes. Um, and a fun game because from the Warriors' side, there was at least enough intrigue with the Wiggins edition and the blasted-up bottom of the roster. Uh, that This was probably top five Chase Center environment of the season. Um, I called it an Andrew Wiggins podcast because, to me, that's obviously the story yeah. of the night. Um, what... Did you quick snapshot reaction to his debut? I thought he looked physically big. That's what I, you know. Is he going to really look like this wing, big wing that they need? Uh, we know who he's essentially replacing. Uh, not really, but we, we know that's what they're looking at. Or maybe Harrison Barnes, uh, big wing, somebody who can stay on the floor and look okay with LeBron James, with Kawhi Leonard. Well, and he had LeBron James. I don't think he had a particularly motivated LeBron James to go up against, but he had LeBron James, and he looked like he belonged on the court. You know, again, we'll, we'll see how this continues, but he wasn't bumped around. Again, LeBron wasn't really attacking the rim. LeBron wasn't really in scoring mode, but thought he was fine. And, and 8 for 12 is, is a nice bonus, you know, for a career of, what, 44, 44-5 uh, field goal percentage guy uh eight for 12 not chucking you know hit what three or four threes uh, i thought it was i thought it was very solid very solid uh, first game especially matched against oh now i'm saying positive things with raymond ritter walking by better start ripping he only uh, had two rebounds tonight. he had four turnovers it was just awful but yeah i mean again i'm a guy who's not a very high on andrew wiggins i'll say it right now but for what they might want. When I mean, they picture him next season, uh, and they clearly, that's what this is all about, you could see some of this fitting. Some of it maybe won't look so great in a game or two and five games and 20 games, but I thought just the, the look of it seemed right, and the numbers were pretty good too. Yeah, I, I would say, look, if, if we were taking a wider scope view of the team-building aspect of the Warriors you have a long uh, conversation. Steph's getting yelled at right now, too, isn't he? Uh, you get a long view of the Warriors. You're going to be always looking at the Andrew Wiggins contract. That will be this albatross that continues to kind of loom over him. But when you just look at the court view, you know, if he's already on the roster and you kind of just forget about the contract, what he did tonight, what he can be, like, that's all they need. You know, just like give he – was, he was solid for 31 minutes tonight. If he can just – on a semi-consistent basis, maybe three out of every four games, just be just give 31 pretty good minutes where you guard decently. He had five steals tonight. He's not going to do that. Um, but, you know, he forced LeBron into some fadeaways. He he slashed. You know, with the, it, it was okay on some switches on Anthony Davis. Uh, you know, not great, but the, it's the size thing. You know, that's the first thing that Kurt mentioned when you asked him about Like, you could put him out there and he looked big. And, you know, sometimes six, eight guys don't look big. He looked, you know, he didn't look as big as Kevin Durant or maybe Harrison Barnes. What is going on over here? It's a lot of noise with Steph Curry. He's doing a post-game thing. Uh, but, you know, that, you know, I wanted to see if he looked big. I wanted to see if he looked, did he look like, just like Clay Thompson, like another two? Or does he look like a small forward? He looked like a small forward to me. 
I don't think 8 for 12 is going to happen very often. I think there's going to be some 2 for 10s, but to, to that, me, was a, that was a bonus part of someone just looking the part of a small forward next to Steph and Clay when they come back and Draymond and all those things. It seemed to click a little bit if you looked at it. Yeah, to me, the interesting thing isn't like to, he's a three, and he's he's three athletically, he's a three physically. Um, but it was interesting talking to Steve Curry yesterday, and then even seeing him tonight, like you said, on switches against Anthony Davis. Uh, when I asked Steve about the Harrison Barnes comparison, he mentioned, "Well, you could play Harrison at the four, and he could guard a f- power forward if needed. He could even guard centers at times because Harrison is a very physically strong wing." Um, and he didn't know yet on Andrew Wiggins. We don't know yet on Andrew Wiggins. He is very slender. And there were a couple times tonight, even while he like he had a slap down that I think he got called on a foul um, that was like quick hands. And he seems to have quick hands, but he can kind of be pushed around. He's a little bit like he's a lot more rail thin yep. than than Barnes. But I think long term, you know, you're gonna want a newer version of the death lineup in the future, especially if you get uh, you know a wing in the draft or a guard in the draft. Uh, just because that's the Warriors' style. You know, they're not always going to want to play with the center. They're going to want Draymond at center. And uh, in the smallest of sample size, which is one game <laughs> in 30 minutes when none of the other three core players were even out there, uh, he looked like you could, you know, he's not going to be Harrison Barnes physically, but he looks like a guy that could maybe play some small ball for a little bit next to Draymond. Yeah. He's going to have to, right? They, I mean, this is the way they play. And, you know, in t- tiny, tiny sample size, but against a really good team, again, that did not look overly motivated, but that's all right. They'd lost their last game. They got beat by Houston. So there they probably was some motivation not to lose two straight, not to lose this to this team that's essentially got a second team of G-leaguers. Uh, so I, I'm going to say, you know, you have to say you're impressed by it. And, uh, you know, and then Jordan Poole, we can throw him in there, you know, has not looked like an NBA player for most of this season. And tonight he looked like a decent NBA player, not just an NBA player, he looked like a decent one. Confident with the ball, the shot was going in. Again, there will be nights where the shot is not going in, as there were, as there have been throughout the season. But he looked like a guy you could go, okay, coming off the bench, get some points, you know, maybe hit some threes. Then you know that whole Nick Young role that we've talked about uh, next season. Yeah, I mean, you know, you could see. You know, I I talked to Joe Lacob after the game, and I will be writing about this tomorrow, not not tonight, but. It's all about next season. Like, it's all about that's it. Like, that's what they're thinking about. And if you start to start cataloging what we saw tonight, can you see some of this next season? Yeah. I mean, you, absolutely. We got Chris Mullen coming, walking right over here. Tim, I don't remember where we were because we just had a conversation <laughs> with Chris Mullen, who uh, I, I, I don't feel like we're breaking his confidence here. He really likes the loves, Andrew Wiggins move. Loves, loves the trade. I heard him on the radio, and I could tell. I was just told him, like, I could tell I was authentic, and he does. He, you know, he likes the player. He likes the fit. Uh, again, I, I understand all that, and, you know, I've criticized some of this. I thought, I thought they could get more. Maybe they couldn't. Uh, but he plays like this tonight. And you get Steph and you get Clay and, you, and Draymond plays. Uh, I mean, you, you can see a lot of things clicking in. Does it make him a great team? I don't know. Does it make it, you know, I thought Russell, somebody you could package to get a great player. Um, you know, one of the Ben Simmons. Don't know if Giannis was in the ballpark. But, you know, that sort of thing. Those are my reservations about him. And I will continue to have those reservations about it. I just think Russell's a more valuable player. Did not fit on this team, which we all said <laughs> at the time of the trade. But... You watch something like this, and 
obviously, you know, I wasn't there for the press conference, but I talked to him a little bit after press conference. Seems like a really good guy, Andrew Wiggins does. A uh, little leery of the SF housing market, by the way, uh, which makes him a smart guy. But, uh, yeah, okay, let's see. Let, let's see it play out. Uh, and Chris Mullen is giving his hearty thumbs up for it. And, you know, I, I respect Chris Mullen. So I'll certainly say tonight adds to the people who are really high on this trade. And, and that's that's all good, you know. And if they've taken a big step forward, that's all good. Let, let's see it happen. I think we're going to see some games where we're going, oh, my God, this guy is terrible. And then we'll see some games in the middle. But this one was a this one was a good one. It's the first one we saw. I'm I'm, I'm all good, okay with that. And I'm you know no problem saying if he plays like this next season, they're all healthy. They're a better team than they would have been if they'd kept D'Angelo Russell. There's no question about that. Yeah, um, I you know you mentioned uh, Wiggins personally, uh, and he it's just seeing him from afar in the tonight you know really kind of meeting him and i chatted with him for maybe you know two minutes before he went to his presser and then sitting through his presser which you know by post-game press conference standards was a long one because it was kind of his introductory press conference in a weird way um i i see a personality that is perfect for a role player uh he a a little bit shy you could tell it's going to be interesting dropping him in this not only this media bigger spotlight bigger market but also a much more freer pr staff that just kind of he's probably going to be a little bit surprised by like how many reporters are coming up to him and you know uh are okay to do stories on him and that kind of stuff um but you can see why like you know talking about number one overall pick that was ended up getting the max after his rookie deal and was probably you know asked to be a star a leader of of a team and, and to me he's more slinking the you know sink into the background uh be a role player and you can see that in the personality and i think that's a you know he seemed even in the press conference his answers weren't uh you know expansive at all but he does seem happy that he's no longer andrew wiggins max player for the wolves save us along with Carl Anthony Towns, it's it's now like, eh, again, just be Harrison Barnes. Yeah, you know, there'll be pressure on him, you know, at some point. There isn't this season. You know, we'll be next season. We'll, we'll see where he's at defensively. We'll see where he is focus-wise. We'll see where he is shot selection, all the things that have cropped up. But if you take out what – here's what they could have got, or if you take out $30 million a year for the next three years, if you take out that he was a number one overall pick – yeah, you, you can see this could work. We'll see. Uh, and it needs to work, too, by the way, because I'm not sure there's a next move on this one. I think that's where the $30 million comes into play. That's where the kind of drifting around sometimes uh, that he's going to do, that he has done, comes into play. I don't think any other team was out there looking to trade for, for Andrew Wiggins. I'll put it that way. But... Yeah, I mean, you know, you, you can see, like, Steph's probably going, yeah, I can, I can work with this. Clay's probably, I can work with this. And can he hit some more shots than Harrison Barnes? Yes. So, you know, they still need some other things, no question. But if he does one or two of those things, that, that would be a big, big step forward for them. He slashes, which uh, is going to be a really useful tool. You know, he had one tonight where he kind of like cut through the lane, caught it, kind of gliding layup. Um, that will be like, in my opinion, probably like a three to four to five times per game type thing when when you're you know spreading the wings out with with Stephen Clay. Um, and you know, I th- again, I said he didn't 
have any expansive comments in his post game, but I thought, you know, he was kind of asked about the change of culture, and here, I'm going to read the, the quote. I thought it was good. He said, we lost a lot in Minnesota, so coming here, being part of a winning culture, it's different. Losing's never fun. Being here, you can tell by everyone's attitude, everyone's approach, everything that's everywhere. They're winners. That's something I've wanted to be my entire career. I don't know. That, that, that was like, okay, you know, he, he you, you could see him just like kind of understand and, and how much it kind of just like maybe suppressed the joy in Minnesota. Uh, and I thought that was kind of a, I don't know, a promising comment. I don't know what you want to call it. <laughs> you know, things change. He, he, you know, he was, the, he was the big guy coming in. When, then Carl Anthony Towns was the big guy coming in. And things change. You know, it just it, environments change. And, you know, we've seen it happen in other places. I get just, you know, these multiple number one picks. These multiple, you know, eras seem to change over. And here it's stability. This is a stable situation, at least for a couple more years. And I could see him liking that. I could see him also sometimes feeling like, wait a minute, I'd like to ball a little bit more when he's with Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. So we'll, we'll see. The personality tells me I'm not yeah. sure he will be like yeah. that because he does seem like the kind of player that working off them will score 18 a night. Yep. Um, and I think he doesn't seem like I'm a, I got to get my numbers. Yep. I think he's going to just kind of – be fine not because you know what post game i don't think he really wanted to necessarily do the sit down <laughs> press conference i don't think he like sure if you go up and talk to him which yeah. we both yeah. sound like yeah. you did too uh he'll you know engage oh hi how are you yeah. you know andrew Wiggins. but it's not it ain't draymond down here like hey yeah, everyone yeah, come right. over here like i think he truthfully would be fine coming out 17 points never talking to the media going home yeah. getting you know he, he's being paid well he kind of likes playing basketball I don't know. Again, I'm trying to read a personality after yeah. one day of meeting the guy. but um, Well, that's like, again, totally different personality type. But can he be a Sean Livingston kind of player? Like Sean in his first years here, not towards the end. Off in the corner, really important in the locker room, but wasn't someone who was going to do a press conference. I don't know. How many times did Sean do a press conference in his last three years? Like none. But he was around, pleasant people liked having him around and he did stuff that helped you win uh and maybe you know once every month did stuff that made you win so um we'll see again i'm gonna keep saying we'll see it's one game but i'm not gonna uh, i understand the positivity they feel the owner is incredibly positive about this i will put it that way uh and uh play it out and let's see steph curry on march 1st which i think seems pretty targeted right now and then Been targeted for a while. Yeah, then this season really becomes interesting in a you know totally losing setup. But you see Steph Curry and Andrew Wiggins out there looking dynamic with Draymond Green, with Kevon Looney, maybe Pascal and and Poole and XX. Who knows? Marquise Chris looked pretty good in a lot of positives, by the way, in a loss to the Lakers tonight. And one of the maybe one of the more positive games in or in uh chase center history <laughs> chris looked awesome yeah. like if i brought you tonight and we're, and you hadn't seen anybody play before you'd be like wow like who's that 25 <laughs> and 10 goliath yeah. out there who's crushing all, out who's that all-star center that the warriors just all of a sudden materialize out of i mean i saw a note i think somebody like bobby marks or something like oh it'll be interesting when he's a free agent in 2021 it's like this is how we're talking about marquise chris now but 
he was playing well enough to, 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 to set that up. Breaking news for the NBA. Marquise Chris was a free agent like 25 <laughs> days ago. He was cut. He was on waivers, he was on a, a minimum he, deal. He was a two-way player, right? I mean, well, he, the, he was a two-way player because he cleared waivers yeah. on a minimum contract. Literally any team in the league could have claimed him and had him on a minimum And now deal. it's, oh, my God, when he's a free agent. Good thing he only signed a two-year deal, not a three-year deal, because when he's a free agent, it, hey, that's the way the NBA works. I will say this, and I was talking to Steve Kerr even before the deadline, and he was mentioning, like, you know, once we get Marquise back next, Next year, uh, you know, I really think we can do some things. Like the coaching staff is very high on Chris as a difference from Looney. And hey, by the way, Looney played again tonight. wasn't that great. He had five fouls, but he's back healthy at least playing. Uh, Kerr mentioned that they still need to get another center in free agency, or maybe the draft. We'll see. Um, any of the other new guys catch your eye tonight? I mean, there are a lot of them. Out. He was playing Zach Norville at the end, by the way, like shooting. Yeah, but he was also guarding LeBron James when LeBron hit. I mean, he was. That's not his fault. No yeah. one's going to stop him there. But I thought it was interesting that Steve Kerr, Zach Norvell, is in the game at so the end. Ten day. Yeah, <laughs> like he just he just materializes, and there and he wasn't even in the Warriors camp. He just materializes, and he's out there at the end of the game. It just. Those, as everyone probably knows, if you know, I mean, I watch that stuff. Who plays at the end? Who plays at what moments? Who plays with who? And Damian Lee did not play like the last eight minutes of the game. He's been the guy, the heavy rotation guy. Jordan Poole was ahead of him. And then when Steve was trying to, you know, catch up or get a stop or whatever he was, Zach Norville's in the game, which I thought was interesting, uh, interesting body type. I thought Toscano Anderson looked really long. Like, I mean, he looked like a guy. You just throw him out there, he and he makes a few yeah. weird plays. He well, threw he, a layup yeah, like almost over yeah, the backboard. Yeah, when, was, but when Anthony Davis was coming by, that, he's a yeah. cutter. Yeah, he's, he really, really like. And Steve likes cutter. He's just one of those long guys that you could you, you can see giving you six or seven minutes, just length guarding somebody. Can switch. I mean, he's not gonna score. Might throw the ball over the backboard when somebody tries to block a shot. But yeah, you know, halfway decent. Again, the Lakers saw all these guys, and you could tell they just they weren't going to burn every ounce of energy I, they I got had. one more guy I want to ask you about. Yeah. Smiley Geach. He tried to dunk like nine times. He, he traveled trying, a few he, times. He's like he, trying to go for dunk contest dunks. Uh, yeah. you know, I, I, but no, like, he didn't even come close. No, on one of them. no. But he got the foul, I think. Uh, listen, yeah, obviously a ways to go. But at, at 19, it does show you something. He tries to do this stuff. Like some, you know, some guys when they're thirty, they don't try to do this stuff. Caspi wouldn't shoot when he was thirty, you know, when we, when he was on the team. And Smalagic is not going to have that problem. And so, Caspi. like, the, yeah, he has got a ceiling that's higher than. Former Caspi's listening. To this. He's like, stray bullet. Yeah, Where? I, what, I know. What? Like, We're every, two years <laughs> after the fact. He's just a random example. There are others, but. Um, I, I don't know how much he's going to play on this team because I don't think Steve wants to play him in any position but center. And I don't know that he wants to play him at center very often. So it's, it's a tough... The only, I, the only argument to play Smiley each now is, you know, it's competitively doesn't matter and you might want to just get him experience. Yeah. Basketball, NBA experience. Yeah, and, and, you know, maybe you see, can he play four? Can you fake time with him at four? But um, I don't think, again, I don't think we're burning any... Uh, private conversations here Chris Mullen thinks Andrew Wiggins is going to play a lot of four if you go that way then Andrew then Smiley Geach isn't going to play very much four because you're going to go smaller and I, I felt that from the beginning that you know if he's if he's a real small forward they're going to end up playing him at four just because that's what they do as they spread the floor they try to pull your big guys off the court they try to be faster than you and, and 
and make you do things you don't want to do. And Wiggins will probably. And, and what I saw from tonight, he's going to play some four. I mean, whether it's this season or next season, he's your you know alt death lineup four at some point. Andrew Wiggins against Andre Iguodala in here Monday. Um, Miami Heat. I don't, we'll see if Iguodala actually plays. I assume he probably yeah, will. So. He'll probably so. want to. Yeah. Uh, unless he wants to troll people, which is also possible. <laughs> um, you know, that'll be that'll be kind of like fun cap to this interesting two game. Just, just as much as the Warriors have changed over, it is like you almost like how Andre was what was on this team how long ago? It, it does feel like a long time ago with all these guys. Uh, that that so much. I mean, this change this, this team has changed over twice since then, basically. Uh, and you know, you just go through some of the people who have come and gone. You for, you, it just it is amazing to think about since Andre Godala and Sean Livingston and Kevin Durant were on the team. So it, it like I think about it, like I don't even think about this as a homecoming so much for Andre. It's like this team has changed so much that it's like two eras ago. But it'll be a good moment. There'll be a, there'll be a tribute to him, Steph and Clay and Draymond and all that. It'll, it, it, it'll be it'll be heartwarming. And then we'll see what he's got on the basketball. I'm, I'm curious to see what he's going to look like just because he's been out for so long. Probably uh, play like 12 minutes. Play 12 minutes and be the same old Andre. Uh, but I want to see Wiggins more. Like, I'm more interested, way more now interested in just seeing whatever Wiggins can do on the court as opposed to what anyone else. Let's just see what he looks like on a game-to-game-to-game basis. Uh, can he just string together 10 really interesting games? That would really, really say a lot for this, what this team is going to look like next season. All right, I will talk to you from Andre Iguodala's homecoming. Uh, Monday night, Miami Heat. Talk to you then.